Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Tata Cancer Podcast. In today's episode, I am interviewing my friend, the beautiful Ashley Katsakian, who she is a, a yoga teacher. She is trained in precision nutrition, and she also is an Ayurvedic practitioner. And she's going to talk to us about some Ayurvedic basics. It's really, really interesting stuff. And I know that a lot of my listeners are interested in all these alternative health modalities. So Ashley does a really great job of breaking it all down for you. And um, speaking of breaking down, (laughs) oh my gosh, I just spent the last couple hours editing this episode and uh, then it didn't save right. So this is take two, but it's okay. It's okay. I am, um, I, uh, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) But anyway, no, Ashley actually brings so much fun energy to everything that she does. Uh, She is a personal friend of mine and I adore her. She's a new friend, but she's one of those friends that you meet and you have all these things in common and you just hit it off right away. And that's Ashley. And you'll really feel her warmth um, in this interview. So I'm excited about that. But just to to give you a few updates on what's been going on with me, because I don't know, I'm starting to think that you might be following my journey as a person. Maybe, I don't know. I ho- Otherwise, I'm just telling you way too much personal information about me. Um, but yeah, what's going on? Okay, so it's raining in Portland. It's The rains have finally arrived and it's pretty glorious. I know my friends that have lived here for a while, they're like, yeah, tell us how you feel in January and February, Mrs. Isn't this rain just so great? But actually, I think everyone in Portland after such a hot summer was super excited for the rain to come back. And now we've all broken out our um, fall wear. And I gotta say, good riddance tank tops. I never liked you much anyway. Uh, No, I feel so much cuter in fall fashion. I wore a hat today. I felt quite, I don't know. I felt like something. I felt sassy. Hats will do that to you. And if you, you know, if you're like, well, I'm just, I'm not somebody that can pull off a hat. I I challenge you on that. I would challenge you to, to try it, experiment, play. And because there is, there is an energy that comes with wearing a hat. And uh, I love seeing people out in hats, you know, stylish hats or fun hats or even cozy hats. So um, yeah, that is my, that is my proposition for you. What else is going on? I am working on a program for, uh, that's been inspired by this audience and my client base. I will tell you more about that soon. I'm just making a declaration on the podcast now that that is going to be finished soon before the end of the year. Wow, that seems like a lot of pressure I'm putting on myself. But um, anyway, I, I, I'm working on this thing and I can't wait to tell you more about it. It's going to be great. Um, I am still dating and uh, that's been lots of ups and downs, <laughs> many downs lately. And uh, But I did learn something and I know this is probably, you know, this is like a completely other podcast, com- you know, in itself. But um, if you are single and you're dating and you're on the apps, my word of advice, I've been doing a little bit of research (laughs) and I've realized I'm being maybe too harsh and maybe too quick to judge. 
But if you don't feel the spark on that first date, apparently the rule, the unwritten rule, but what the experts say is give them at least three dates. Now, I don't think I'm I'm in it for more than three dates if I don't feel some spark. And also, I'd like you to probably put the moves on me or feel inclined to put the moves on you by the third date. That's just me. Um, but yeah, give them give them that window of time. Don't just unless there's a big red flag or if you just know there's something about that person that you will never ever be attracted to, give them at least three dates. That's what I'm gonna try this my new strategy. Although dating is kind of taking a back seat because if you were listening before, I told you I'm working on this big project and it's super important to me. And you know, you got to make time for the things that are important to you. And then sometimes other things need to fall to the wayside for a bit. So that might be what happens with my dating life. I don't know. This world is wild and unpredictable. Anyway, how long have I been talking? Let us get into this interview with Ashley. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to the Tata Cancer Podcast, where we will discuss the physical and mental elements of healing from a breast cancer diagnosis. My name is Junie Boucher. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a breast cancer survivor. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're forced to make life-changing decisions with so much information that's really hard to sift through. My intention is to help provide you with the information you need to make a decision that's going to align your body, mind, and heart so that you can live your best life going forward. I'm going to be your new breast friend. Okay, let's do this. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please always consult with your doctor for any of your medical needs. (laughs) Uh, As you can hear, that is the lovely laughter of the lovely Ashley Kazakian. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Thanks for having me. You're well, well, thank you for being here. I almost say you're welcome. <laughs> we are having some interesting technical difficulties today. Um, but you know, I think it'll bring some fun, uh, imperfectly perfect energy to the to the show today, which is always a good thing. So we're gonna talk about Ayurveda and just you know, to me, honestly, I've known about Ayurveda for a long time, but I know I have a pretty minimal understanding of it. So can you tell us a little bit about what Ayurveda is? Yeah, it's such a great question. I think that people either know nothing about Ayurveda or they're kind Mm -hmm. of in this space where you are, where you're like, I've heard of it, I've danced with it, um, but I don't really fully know. Mm -hmm. Um, So we could go really, really deep on what Ayurveda is, uh, but I'll try to keep it, you know, to the maybe foundations, the basics, like with anything, it just, the layers keep peeling back. Of Um, course. Yes. (laughs) So on its surface or what it is, Ayurveda, um, it's really the sister science to yoga. So I find that a lot Mm -hmm. of people who have, um, gone into yoga, gone into Ayurveda, which is the case for myself. Um, and there's always this question of, of, is it legit? Is it real? What is it kind of this Um, uncomfortability around it, the unknown, or um, it's just not in our Western world, our first choice of a medicinal um, medium. 
dates, but Ayurveda dates back like 3000 years in the, wow. in our past and potentially even further. So dating back into the second century, um, its foundations and its first teachings really can be traced back through Hindu texts known as what's called the Vedas. Um, there's a collection of four ancient texts and the most popular one or the most well-known one is the Rig Veda, which is what holds the teachings of Ayurveda. Mm. And when you break down the word Ayurveda, um, the Sanskrit word, there's two pieces, Ayus and uh, Veda. So the first part of it, A-Y-U-S, is um, the science of. So it's kind of like our, um, what's our term, what's our, the ending phrase for science, Ogo? Is that? Oh, oh. ology? Ology. Yes, okay. thank you. Ology. <laughs> Ogo. Ogo is way Ogo. cuter though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, either one. Um, it's kind of like that. So the science of, and then um, beta is life. So the science of life. So it's more than just here's this um, kind of, or what I maybe perceive people to think of Ayurveda as this, you know, like woo woo, does it work? Is it based in anything? Um, And it's based in a lot. I mean, it's based in science, it's in the Mm -hmm. name. So the foundations of yoga really focus on, on the five elements that we find in our earth in our worlds, which are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Um, and all of those have Sanskrit names that, that go along to it, but for simplicity's sake of <laughs> this, mm-hmm. um, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Together, those five elements combine with each other in unique ways to create what we call the doshas. So these are kind of things that maybe if you've heard about it, you've kind of heard What's your dosha? Find your dosha. Yes. You've seen an ad for Banyan Botanicals or, or whatnot. Um, so those doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata is the combination of air and ether or space. Mm-hmm. Pitta is the combination of fire and water. And kapha is the combination of earth and water. So you have these three doshas, these five elements that make up these three doshas. Mm-hmm. And um, when you are born or right as you're born, you are born with what is called your prakruti. So that's like your constitution. It's like what makes you who you are in terms of physical, mental, emotional, like this is your structure. Um, And that's a unique combination of those three doshas at different levels. Mm -hmm. So you have all of those five elements, all three doshas within you, everybody does. It's just at what level do those doshas sit most comfortably? Kind of like what's your homeostasis, right? To like Mm -hmm. bring it into the Western. I like to sometimes relate it back into this like Western world so you can kind of make the connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like, what's your constitution? What's your homeostasis? And you can be one dosha predominant. So somebody could be pitta predominant and have, you know, a lot of pitta characteristics or kapha or vata, you could be dual doshic predominant. So you could be mostly kapha pitta or mostly pitta vata, um, or you could be true doshic, which is all three kind of existing at the same levels or in the same spaces. What happens in our world is we go through life as we do, 
and you encounter people and experiences and um, whether it be things like as simple as that is just growing up and going through life or, you know, to get on a more like environmental level, if you're encountering toxins or um, molds or uh, fertilizers or whatever that might be, right, according to to where you live and your lifestyle and all that pollution, um, those doshas become out of balance. So when they become out of balance, this is what we call our vikruti or our imbalance. So the, what you're living, I would say the majority of people live in their vikruti, right? Their imbalance. It's very mm-hmm. hard for us to, um, as just as a society, for many reasons, to live in this, in this balanced space, which is the goal. It gets like, uh, there's like so many technical pieces that my brain is trying to bring down. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this, if if that's okay. I mean, that sounds like a great, uh, that's a great explanation. It's super fascinating. And I love that it's so old. And I just want to note to listeners that Ashley is also a yoga teacher. So, um, so yeah, she kind of has these two little tools, but so what makes this I know you said characteristics of each dosha. What are the main characteristics of each dosha? And how does somebody figure out beyond doing an online quiz or something? How do you figure out what your dosha is? Yeah, good question. Um, I would say the the best way I always say this is to work with somebody, whether it's mm-hmm. an Ayurveda, um, whether you're whatever medium you're wanting to to work with in your life, a dermatologist or a naturopath or a herbologist, whatever. Um, working with somebody is really the best way often because we are, we're not able to always assess ourselves properly, yeah. right? We're not able to go, what is my stress level? Is it a five or a 10? Oh, it's probably a five when really it's probably an eight, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's helpful to have that outside perspective, but um, when you're, when you're looking into it and you want to learn more um, quizzes are kind of a fun place to start because they mm-hmm. give you a little bit of insight. Um, but there are characteristics that go with each, each dosha, um, whether that's physical, mental, emotional characteristics. So I, I like to think, I don't know if somebody would be bad of this analogy, but I like to think of the doshas in terms of like animals. So Vata in my mind, the way I absorbed it. And I kind of share with people is like a butterfly or a bird Mm -hmm. when we're talking about characteristics. So physical characteristics. Um, and mental and energetic, but, um, lots of people tend to be very tall or very short. Mm. They tend to be very lean and slender. Um, they tend to have blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, yeah, those are kind of the main physical characteristics. Mm-hmm. And I, and I hope as people are listening to this, they're like thinking of that friend or that person, yes. you know, and they're like, Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, Vata characteristics also are like the friend. And I think of a butterfly or a bird that are very energetic. They're kind of like buzzing around all over the place. There's not mm-hmm. really like one, the, the, the line to get from A to B is not straight. It's all over the place. And, yeah. <laughs> um, they're very spontaneous. They just have this like light, lively energy. Um, a lot of creativity can come from Vata type people or, or mental Vata type people. And that in turn can also, if the vata is too much, which mm-hmm. is probably what I see the most, at least in my work or my 
you know, circle of people is a, a vata imbalance within our society. So that's a lot of anxiety, mm. a lot of like overwhelm, stress, right? This increase in vata, vata controls our senses. So when our mm. senses become overwhelmed or overworked, that's a vata, a vata increase. So you're looking at like, oh, anxiety, stress, like this unable to feel groundedness, right? If vata is mm. air, air and space and I'm using my hands a lot no that's okay um the vata is air and space right there is really not this groundedness it's really up in the ether up in the space so um it's easy to kind of push that into excess and then get this this anxiety type of a thing in Mm -hmm. balance it's very creative very Mm lighthearted, very playful pitta is um, I like to think of pitta as like a lion or a tiger or this like very intense animal. Um, pitta is the combination of water and fire. So pitta type people physically body structure tend to have a more like athletic type of body, mm-hmm. muscular, um, strong, this like build that would resemble, I think mostly like an, an athlete type body. Um, uh, fun fact of Pitta men. So Pitta is said to hold knowledge, right? Pitta is, mm-hmm. you, you typically see Pitta as being like CEOs of things. They're really the mm-hmm. go-getters, the drivers. They're, <clears throat> you think of fire, it's this fire in your belly, right? So you're, the Pitta is the BDE. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah. So they're really those like, you see, you know, entrepreneurs or CEOs or people just really activists, like Mm -hmm. people really trying to go after stuff. Um, And in this knowledge, Pitta is fire, Pitta is knowledge. So there's a saying in in Ayurveda where um, Pitta men go bald because they burn all the hair off of their head because they're they're oh, wow. So Interesting. And I don't know the, you know, if you want to like be scientific about it, I don't know, but all the men in my family are very pizza and they all lose their hair. So I'm thinking about somebody I know that, yeah, is, is bald and he is very pizza. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So those kind of characteristics go along with pizza, right? This drive, this focus, if we're talking about line A to line B, it's very straight. It's like, I'm getting there. How do I get there? What's the most efficient way to get there? Um, but in excess, this can lead to things that are fiery, hot, anger, frustration, irritation, mm-hmm. um, even physical things, acne, heartburn, um, uh, indigestion, like things that if we think mm-hmm. of about, if we get into this, we can get into this, but the qualities of these characteristics, um, hot, cold, mobile, subtle, soft, hard, these things that on a more than micro level kind of explain the doshas and such um, show up in our bodies. And that's kind of how we treat. So maybe I'm getting off topic, but uh, kapha, I think of like a bear, right? This like big bear that can either be a mama bear, like I'm going to protect you or like teddy bear, right? This like soft thing. Um, Kapha characteristics are usually people who physical, who maybe have a little bit of a, a broader build are, um, a little bit, maybe bigger bones, carry a little bit more weight on their bodies, um, com- like comfortably naturally, right. This mm-hmm. is their structure. Um, they often have a very like melodious voice, maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, radio hosts might be Kaphas or, 
um, people who just speak slow and soft. It's like you are just like drawn into this, this like beautiful sounding voice, dark hair, big eyes, uh, oilier skin, like this, not mm. oily, but like softer, supple kind of skin. Mm. Um, and our calm. I mean, if you think about kapha, right, it's earth and water. So there's this kind of calming element to them. Often caretakers, nurturers, um, healers, right? If you think of like your, your wise woman healer, she might be this like lady who's like got this, you know, big, big arm reach, right? Um, I like to think of like my aunt who lives in Texas, who has this melodious voice and just like wants to hug everybody and that kind of type of person. Yeah. In excess though, right? Cause there's always this balance. Mm-hmm can lead to like depression or heaviness. So we think of mm. kapha as being heavy, you know, damp, um, can lead to things like weight gain, unexpected weight gain or, or weight gain that's, that doesn't fit our body frame. Um, so yeah, so there's this kind of balance between this prakriti and this vikriti. That kind of answers, I hope your question. Yes, no, I love that. <laughs> are, are those all the doshas? Um, those are all the doshas. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, yeah. that's so fascinating. Um, what do you, what dosha are you? So I, I, in my, Oh, what to go back, I'm sorry. What mm-hmm. can somebody do if they're trying to figure, figure out what their so, dosha is? Yeah. Yeah. So you, there's a lot of research online. You can look up, you know, there's a lot of quizzes <clears throat> online and those are kind of fun places to start, but I would say learning the qualities of those doshas. So you can look up what's called gunas, G-U-N-A-S. And those are the qualities. So if it's hot, cold, dry, hard, soft, and they're they're um, opposites, right? So there's gonna, mm-hmm. if it's hard, they're soft. And you can start to look at which dosha carries which qualities and then start to kind of piece those together into your life. So if mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm, for example, I'm again, beginning ahead of myself, but so I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really agitated and really heated for no reason. And um, I'm like hot and I'm just angry all the time. And I've been eating a lot of spicy, hot food. You're like, oh, maybe I have too much pizza. Or ah. um, one that we see a lot, right, is I have um, really red, hot acne. It's like a good, I feel like example, painful, hot, red acne. And I eat a lot of like acidic, spicy pizza, cheeseburgers, that kind of food. You're like, okay, well, we're eating a lot of pizza type foods and then we're getting that to come out of our bodies. So yeah, I, I would say if you're at home and you're trying to like figure it out, figuring, learning those gunas and which go which with doshas and then mm-hmm. just starting to like be aware of your body. Um, I think mm-hmm. listening is a really good, like priceless tool that we can learn for ourselves as self healers. Um, to get more in touch with, with our bodies, but that's awesome. What, so how does Ayurveda view a cancer diagnosis? Yeah, good question. So I, I'm going to just fully preface. I do not work with cancer, um, patients. So I, I would say if, if that's something you're looking for to, you know, seek out somebody who, really um, specializes in that. And the hard thing is like in the States, um, if you're in the States and you're listening in the States is we don't utilize this medicine a lot. So there's not a lot of, um, maybe research that's recognized as Mm -hmm. being valuable. Um, 
but it is. I mean, again, it's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. There are people in other countries who work with medical doctors in, in conjunction with them to help the body um, through these processes. So if you're like looking for maybe something that's a little bit more holistic in conjunction with uh, another doctor, then that's something to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, there is a lot of, of research around um, cancer, especially breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. within the Ayurvedic world. So when we're, when we're talking about specifically breast cancer, we're looking at the body within the, the lens of the view of Ayurveda, we're looking at the body as this like piece of the whole world, right? So if we look at the body, man and woman as, you know, microcosms or macrocosms of the world, um, we're looking at these three kind of things. So the, the big world, um, you know, Gaia or mother earth, whatever, um, the fruit that's produced. So like earth and then Mm -hmm. your body. And if we're thinking specifically of like breast cancer, right. We're like, this is life. This is like, for those of you who can't see me, I'm grabbing grabbing my boobs. boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is nourishment. This is life. So, um, you know, when we're, when we're looking at that, we're really looking at, um, at this whole, this holistic, um, space. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're talking about breast cancer, whenever, whenever something, um, gets into a space of a disease within Ayurveda, that, that imbalance has now become tridoshic. So, um, just to kind of step back a little bit, disease starts to happen when our doshas get imbalanced and we don't fix them. And then they start to escalate from a pitta imbalance to a pitta vata imbalance to a pitta kapha vata imbalance. And they kind of become this thing that's very chronic and takes over. So mm-hmm. the goal is really to target and heal things as they come up. Um, and when we don't, they become tridoshic. So they're involving all three of those body humors um, and they become possibly a disease. Um, there's a lot of, right. As I'm sure, you know, way more about this than I do. A lot of causes potentially of breast cancer, whether it's hereditary Mm -hmm. or maybe brought on by, um, physical, emotional, spiritual, or environmental. Um, when we're looking at like specifically breast cancer, it's usually like a pitta kapha type of a thing. Interesting. There are, um, what are called datus in Ayurveda, which is really the bodily systems. So, um, we're talking about blood, plasma, bone, fat, muscle, um, and so on and so forth. So in breast cancer, we're looking at this like muscly fat, we're looking at mm-hmm. meta, which is, um, you know, fat and, uh, what is that earth and water and like, like body. So we're looking mm-hmm. at, um, a lot of pitta kapha. Interesting. And um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of, I mean, a lot of breast cancer is hormonally driven and, and usually is a lot of women who have breast cancer typically have estrogen dominance. So Mm -hmm. I know that you're, you do work a lot with hormonal balance. Mm -hmm. So what are, what would you say are some of the top five things that people might be able to do to maintain hormonal balance? Yeah. That's a great question. And I think, um, uh, whether it's 
with a lens of Ayurveda or not, I would say it's going to be probably very similar, the same thing, whether you talk to like a nutritionist or an Ayurvedic practitioner or whomever. Um, When we're looking at Ayurveda through the lens of hormones, right, we're looking for those those signs and symptoms um, of the gunas that are telling us kind of what's going on, right? So if we're looking at like our cortisol and our nervous system, we're looking at maybe a vata imbalance. If we're looking at something that's related to the liver and the blood um, in terms of like hormones, kind of that world, we're maybe looking at pitta. If we're looking at, um, you know, the thyroid stuff that's dealing with weight and weight gain, they weight loss. Maybe we're looking at kapha, right? This mucus and this heaviness. Um, but, but five things to look for, to, to work into your life, to help balance your hormones Ayurvedically or not. Um, well, I, I would say, uh, Ayurvedically or not, but Ayurveda has what's called three, the three pillars of life and, and this crosses over, but I think it's fun. That yeah, Ayurveda no, sure. Has. And that is right sleep, okay. right food, and um, we're not using the proper word, but right sex. So oh. um, to that, I would add, um, you know, proper, proper movement and uh, proper stress management, but right sleep, right food, right sex, right movement and right stress management. What do they mean um, by right sex? You said they're not exactly using it right, but also I kind of like. think they are using it no, right. No, but... <laughs> no, no. There's a there's a there's a, a Sanskrit word. Uh, there's a Sanskrit word um, that is not sex, but it it doesn't explicitly say it's right sex. Um, mm-hmm. But when you look at the context of the word, that's what it means. I mean, it's it's talking about oh. like when we think. Okay, so when we think about like our bodies and we're mm-hmm. using these tools, and and Ayurveda is holistic, um, and and especially when we talk about vata and being in control of the senses and kind of having this, um, then this nervous system connection. Um, you know, Ayurveda talks about that the cause of disease is is really about forgetting um, who we are as eternal spirits. And when we forget that connection to our higher self, you know, we begin to misuse our senses, misuse our vata. Um, and then that's what, what can cause disease. So when we think about like right sex, if we're engaging in sex and behaviors that are using our bodies, that mm-hmm. we're not listening to our bodies or disrespecting mm-hmm. our bodies, or maybe that person is disrespecting us. We're not like treating our beautiful bodies like they're beautiful bodies, right? We're mm-hmm. like not honoring yes. them we're now coming out of a relationship to our sense of this eternal self, right? We're ungrounding ourselves. We're separating our body from who we are, our body from spirit. So there's this beautiful thing around like utilizing sex as an empowerment um, and being able to like find a lot of connection with that. Ayurveda will say something a little bit different. Like I'm, I'm forgetting, apologize, the like technical okay. terms around it. It's like, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit up in the gray area too, kind of for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so when, but when we're using our bodies and we're, we're staying connected to those senses and mm-hmm. we're not using sex as a way to disconnect or mm. avoid or, um, you know, hurt or, you know, those kinds of things, then, yeah. then we can kind of stay in connection with our body. 
Um, I love that. But yeah, so I would say like eating, you know, nutrient dense food that's right for you and right for your gut and right for your body, getting proper sleep, whatever that looks like for you um, and your doshas and your body, proper sex and um, movement is a really big one. I would say whether, Mm -hmm. again, it's like, it's like all these five kind of same things, whether you're talking to like a, a, a fitness enthusiast, <laughs> right? Or, you know, um, and being able to manage stress. I think stress is the oh, stress. <laughs> it Seriously. kills us, man. It really kills us. Worrying is um, worrying and stress again, right? We're disconnecting from our experience, disconnecting from our body. So to become more grounded and more connected, it's, it's something that can be really helpful. Yes, totally. I I completely stand by you on that. And it's crazy how, yeah, it is crazy how a lot of, as I study different protocols for different things, it always comes back to stress. I mean, stress, whether it's stress caused by dysregulated blood sugar or stress caused by you just overextending yourself, it always comes back to that. That's such a huge factor. And I mean, these are these five things that you just mentioned. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Those are such important things that again, if you do those things, everything will kind of work itself out. Not that it's that easy to do all those things correctly, quote unquote, but I mean, it, it will, it, that's a incredible foundation for health for sure. Um, yeah. And and I mean, no, go Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, um, food, I think food is a really big part of this. Yes. Um, eating the right food. Isn't necessarily, this could be like a whole another eating the right food, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I'm air quoting with my fingers, um, isn't the same for every person and every body. And when we, yeah. And when we talk about like an Ayurvedic diet, I think one of the things that gets misunderstood or misconstrued a lot is that doesn't mean Indian food. (laughs) diet does not mean Indian food. Um, and a lot of Indian, uh, you know, home Indian foods in Indian homes or meals that, um, people might eat in their home are not Ayurvedic. Hmm. And so when we look at the doshas, there's ways to utilize food and movement and all sleep and all those things to help with your dosha and what you're working through. Um, but food is a really, really big one. So food mm-hmm. can increase doshas, decrease doshas, kind of have this play. And um, so when we're talking about kind of hormones in this breast cancer world, it's like, what are we trying to regulate? And how, mm-hmm. I mean, you know this so much too, right? How can we do that through food? Yes. Because yeah, what what is right for one person is not right for another person. And it's based off so many different things, you know, what, what your sensitivities are, what your digestive status is, your gut health, all those things. And what, you know, what your body type is like will determine how well you digest carbohydrates a mm-hmm. lot of the time too. So that's a big, that is a big thing. And then so much stress there, one of the major stressors on the body is dysregulated blood sugar. If you're on a blood sugar roller coaster all the time, that's super stressful for your body. Or if you're eating a bunch of cheese all the time and you really don't process cheese very well, that's also very stressful on the body. So, you know, what you said about the right foods, the bio-individuality is super key. 
Yeah. And I would say too, from an Ayurvedic perspective, like proper food even goes into what we call food combinations. So, oh yeah, um, there's some, there's some, I don't want to call them rules because I believe in this like 80, 20 balance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're not doing something a hundred percent of the time, you're not doing it wrong. (laughs) Um, right. Like take a little bit of grace for yourself, but guidelines we'll say around Mm -hmm. proper food combinations. So, so first we'd want you to eat you know, for your constitution, for your dosha. Um, and that kind of crosses over like what you're saying for your, your body type and how you're processing. Um, and the second thing is food combinations, which are what causes a lot of dis-ease in our society and our culture. Cause we're, we love food and we love playing with food and mm-hmm. we love, you know, what combinations of food flavors can we make Um, But really there are certain things rooted behind chemistry and physics where in the gut, they start to not work well together. Mm -hmm. So some of those common things, which can start to cause an imbalance in doshas, which can then lead to disease, which can then hopefully never lead to something like cancer, but could, um, are like meat and starches. It's my Mm. favorite one, (laughs) meat and and potatoes or cheeseburgers or deli sandwiches, um, bananas and milk. So for all of our smoothie lovers out there, um, what happens is we think that, you know, bananas are sweet, um, but once they start processing in the gut, they become sour. So now you have this like sour milk Oh, interesting. Um, and fruit with anything else. So fruit should really be eaten by itself. And then we mix it and it all, it all starts to process differently in the gut at different rates at different times. So when we're talking about too, like, how does your body process carbohydrates? And is this like leading to this weird blood sugar swing or imbalance? Um, what are we eating foods with and how is that combining? So, mm. yeah, I think when we're looking at something as, as, you know, intense as cancer, food is so important. And can we it get is. those proper food combinations to help keep a healthy blood sugar balance to mm-hmm. help heal the gut um, and keep that healthy gut microbiome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your cute dog in the back and (laughs) your dog wants to say hi right now. Oh my goodness. Um, So tell, so tell us, you know, what, so you are, do you take clients and and do you take clients virtually? Yeah. Yeah. I do take clients, take one-on-one clients virtually. Um, Mm -hmm. and if you happen to live in Portland, Oregon, then I would be happy to meet with you, um, in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and you do I, other stuff too, like beyond yeah. the Ayurveda. Tell tell us about that so that people know, because you do a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so do you take one-on-one clients? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, virtually, or if you happen to live in Portland, in Portland, um, I work with, or I should say, I have a program launching in um, September. That's Ayurveda for wellness practitioners. So really kind of looking if you're like me and you're like, I do all this stuff and I yeah. can't stop learning, um, utilizing Ayurveda as a tool to help in whatever your business might be. So whether it's chiropractic, um, massage, acupuncture, nutrition, um, whatever that might be. Or if you're like, I'm just a wellness enthusiast, but I can't stop learning. Um, this program is really designed for, for that. So giving a little bit Exciting. of that, yeah, that like education piece. Um, so kind of going what we've been talking about today, but going in a lot more depth mm-hmm. and then working one-on-one with me also individually to, um, take that knowledge and put it into practice. So 
we're learning about the doshas, we're learning about this imbalance. How does it apply to you and how can you see it work firsthand? Mm-hmm. Um, so do have that. Um, and, and I would say another thing that I like focus a lot on, I'm myself, I'm a big fitness person. I love, mm-hmm. um, CrossFit. Don't hate me. Um, <laughs> um, and I think that there's this really interesting intersection between Western nutrition and Ayurvedic nutrition and people who are eating maybe mac counting macros or eating for, um, athletic performance or for energy who are maybe not eating the right foods for themselves. So they're, they're eating all the right foods. They're the right foods, you know, they're counting their macros, they're eating carbohydrates, eating less carb, whatever. Um, and they're still getting bloated. They're still having gut issues. They're still not feeling the performance in the gym, you know, whatever. So working a lot with people in that, in that area as well. Mm, Oh, that's awesome. And where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on the interwebs or (laughs) Instagram. Um, so my personal website is just my first and last name at or.com. So Ashley mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, my business, so I own a business called so hum collective, which is a virtual wellness space. Um, that website is so hum co.com, um, or on Instagram with either of those, either awesome. of those names as well. Yeah. yeah. And this will all be in the, the show notes as well, but cool. thank you so much. I feel like we could yeah, we could talk for hours and hours about the yeah. <laughs> the ins and outs of Ayurveda and just talk to you because um yes, Ashley, Ashley is is becoming one my new friend. <laughs> and it's been so fun getting to know you. Yeah, but thank you so much for for talking to us about today. That's so interesting. And I think it's really neat. And I love the outlook of it that this is just life. And I love that they acknowledge that how you share yourself in sexual intimacy is, is important. And in terms of your, your optimal health, you know, doing that, I, not to say there's a right or wrong way, but that being respectful of yourself and others is, is so crucial to, to being in good health because it kind of comes back to that self-love and, and, um, you know, sexuality is part of, I think your own vitality, but anyway, we're going off on another tangent here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I was like, I could say six things from that. Yeah. Right. um, Yeah. The, the energetics behind loving yourself and taking care of yourself. And I know that we've talked too about like energetics behind things like cancer and Mm -hmm. how that affects it. And yes, we get into a whole world of chakras and yes. Oh, I know. I know. but you said it very beautifully. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. But so, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Check out Ashley, go find her on social media and uh, yeah. Do you do like a free consult if if people are interested? Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed talking to you. I've always enjoyed talking to you. Oh, isn't she so fun and adorable? I love that Ashley reached out to me on Instagram and just said, hey, we're both wellness practitioners in Portland. We should totally meet up. You seem cool. And I said, you seem cool. Let's totally meet up. And we did. And uh, she picked out like 
the most perfect restaurant for us to go to. And we sat down and we started talking and we realized we had so much in common and it was great. And I love making new friends as an adult. It's, It's not as easy as it was when we were in school. So I guess let this be a testament. If you are inclined to reach out to somebody because you want to be their friend, totally do it. So I've challenged you to wear a hat. (laughs) Now I'm challenging you to make a new friend because honestly, the worst thing that can happen is, okay, with the hat scenario, I mean, I don't know, maybe the hat looks weird. It's okay. Or, and with the friend scenario is maybe they ignore you or they're just like, yeah, I'm all friended up or something to that effect. And okay, sure. Just move on. But you are super cool before going for it. And, uh, you might make a really good friend out of it. So Ashley, call me. (laughs) Um, and yeah, take advantage of that free consult with her because I think Ayurveda is such an interesting and unique healing modality. And just because she doesn't specialize in breast cancer per se, she can offer so many things and she has so much knowledge and such an integrated background. So I think you'll really enjoy working with her and, uh, you know, she'll talk to you about it and see if you guys might be the right fit. So check that out. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. Speaking of links and show notes and all that stuff, I'm going to uh, reach out to me. If you have an idea for the podcast or you want to just say hi, I love it. And uh, if you are interested in working with me, I am taking one-on-one clients and I, in my nutritional therapy practice or through my work with the Rose City Sexual Health Collective, which is also, you know, nutrition-based. I work holistically with those practitioners as well. And I also do a free consult so we can figure out, I don't know, is this even the right fit for you? Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook at Junie B. Well, or even TikTok or LinkedIn, although I'm not very active on either of those two sites right now. But um, yeah, come find me. I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. And um, I don't know, I guess that's it. Keep on kicking butt. Keep on enjoying whatever weather it is that you're experiencing right now and know that I am wishing you well. Okay, bye.